And now, back to the Johnny B Show. Show 102.5 The Bone, Real Raw Radio, Monday night already. And I'm playing this music uh, as a rejoiner because number one, it's badass. Number two, it's an oldie, but a goodie. And it seems like it's been as long as this song has been out since the Bucks have won two games in a row. And we have with us tonight from the Best of the Bay podcast, the Cannon Fire podcast. Rhett Matthews here. What's up, buddy? Uh, it's time for our Bucks break. Yes, sir, uh, it is. Two games in a row, man. We won two games in a row. I can't believe it. Oh I, I still can't. It's been, God, nearly a year. Yeah, and well, it wasn't just winning two games in a row. It was kicking ass two games in a row. Like, it wasn't even a competition. Like, it wasn't one of those things. Well, okay. I digress. It was. Okay. When, when Jacksonville scored the touchdown and got the two-point conversion, a little piece of me. Was like, don't you do this. As soon as they came back from commercial break after halftime and I saw Minshew Mania in a helmet throwing passes, yeah, I quivered up a little bit. I, I won't even pretend, dude. I was a little scared because there was, like you said, halfway through the third quarter, everybody got that collective feeling like, oh, my God, they're going to lose this football game. We have PTSD. We're supposed to. At this <laughs> We've point. seen crazier things happen. Yeah. But they pulled it out 28-11. to 11, And just like you said, dude, two weeks in a row, they have been kicking ass. Defense. Defense. Oh yeah, like that's what I tweeted out yesterday. Like I think two weeks in a row, defense with a question mark. Is this really happening? Are we stopping people? Are we turning the ball? Are we winning the turnover battle what's in the, a game? What's the change in the team? The only thing I can think of is Hargraves getting released. I, Maybe I think, he was a cancer in the locker room or okay. just on the field. Or here's my opinion on this, and this is also uh, the opinion of some of the players. Uh, I, I heard uh, Devin White's uh, post game interview. When it comes to a scheme and young players and pretty much any defensive, uh, like any team, communication is number one. It's the most essential thing. Now, Hargraves, if you remember anything about him, he's a real yappy guy, real playful, kind of not serious kind of guy. That kind of guy can affect communication on the field. Uh, in the in the uh, training room, he he could do a lot of a lot of that could happen. So maybe that had something to do with it, or maybe they just tweaked the communication, simplified it, and and maybe you know turned the reins over to to uh, to Devin White a little bit more. You know, and one of the things that you had kind of brought up with Vernon Hargraves too was that communication. Mm-hmm. Now let me ask you this: How many times over the past three years have you noticed right before the snap? Especially with Vernon Hargraves, mm-hmm. guys in the secondary screaming at each other, waving their waving arms around. Their arms. Yeah, nobody knows what's about to happen, and and I think ever since VH3 has been shipped off to Houston, there hasn't been a whole lot of that. I mean, yeah, these are rookie guys still getting their bearings. Oh but- no, it's not a coincidence. I mean, you, you could see, like I, I do a lot of watching pre-play and seeing what everybody's doing, right. And, yeah, it, they don't look confused. They look like they got their stuff together. You see guys picking up coverages when they're supposed to. You see Levante pointing out stuff. You see even young safeties pointing out changes in in, uh, in formations and things like that. 
I think that's what it is. I think they have finally started figuring out the communication problem. I mean, because, look, they're all talented. They're all super talented. These are our top draft picks, second rounders, uh, you know, the, the high third rounders. Um, and it just – there's growing pains. And and, and even uh, Bruce Arian said this yesterday. He said, look, they're starting to click. They're starting to get it. Sadly – it's uh, at five and seven instead of seven and five, like we really should be, because we're a seven and five team. Even if you take away the Giants game, you take away the missed field goal, they're a missed field goal away from being six and six. Right well, you now. also take away the robbery in, in Tennessee. That's where true as well. The referees completely effed us out of a game. Uh, that's why I say we're a seven and five team, because you make that field goal, you don't get screwed in Tennessee, and now you're a seven and five team, and you're really in the hunt. Right? Yeah, you know what I mean. So you're not wrong at all. So I, I, I'm okay with that. But now we're we're left with what could have been. That's the feeling I have in my gut right now. I'm like, man, if we could have just got this communication, if we could have got the defense to play like they're playing the last two weeks, in the third week, where could we be right now? Right. Yeah. No, it is a bummer. But we did bring up how good the Bucks defense was on Sunday. I want to talk about that a little bit more because yeah. it's one thing to say, yeah, the defense had a great day. Let me just throw this stat line out at you, okay? The Bucks defense, two interceptions. Three forced fumbles, mm-hmm. five sacks, and guess what? Six points on top of the deal. Go ahead and throw in a touchdown as well. Right. And my player of the game, on the defensive side of the ball, Mr. Devin White. Has to be. Five, seven tackles, one interception, one fumble recovery for a touchdown. If he did not miss those games due to injury, he'd be defensive rookie of the year right now. Yeah, I mean, and it took him a little. It was a, there was a little bit of a, of a delay in in him picking up and learning because of starting out. I think he missed two games. Yep. And then he was uh, he was activated for the first New Orleans game and never and got on the field. Play, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's a rookie. And then all you heard were people saying, "Oh, bust! We should have drafted Allen. We should have drafted these other guys." And I'm just like, give him a give him a chance because I watched so much film of him at LSU, and he only played a couple of years at LSU before he yeah. came out. Dude, he is playing so damn good right now, and it, he's so young. We got this guy locked in for five years on a rookie contract. Like, I'm, I'm excited to see how this defense can, with these young guys, you're talking about two rookies starting. You're talking about two two-year, uh, second-year players in there, and they're good. They're good at football, and they're, they're only going to get better, uh, and I like the coaching staff. I, I don't see a reason to be – uh, down on this defense, it looks like they 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 can only get better. You sign a, a you know a veteran defensive back, you know free agent in the off season, you know kind of be a big brother role there. I, I like what I've seen the last two weeks. Yeah, we played the Falcons and the Jaguars, but it's the NFL. Anybody can beat you at any time, and they look really good. I mean, we kicked their asses, like really kicked their asses in front of all of their three hundred fans. Yeah. And you kind of brought up the defense and they are young and there's a lot of great pieces there. And that's the thing. The pieces are there. You know, you've got Vita Vea, who is a force Man, in the so... middle of the defensive line. Did you right? see when he went in at fullback? There is no way you can't get a yard if you're running up the game. As it soon is... as I saw him, I started shouting. I was in Nickel City and I was the only person in the bar really watching the Bucs game, and I started shouting. I'm like, they're going to give it to Vita Vea right here. They're going to give it to him, and they didn't. No, but, but he 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 cleared a hole. Like, he cleared a hole that any of us could just walked into the end zone. It's not fair. He's 350 and fast, and could you imagine being the middle linebacker for any team, and it's it's one yard 
and you see Vita Vea at fullback, and you're like, Jesus Christ, please, please go out for a pass. Please don't make me have to absorb your block because that's what they have to do. They have to eat that block. Oh, yeah. So you've got Vita Vea in the middle of the line. you got Shaq Barrett, 14 and a half sacks right now, leading the NFL, baddest man in the NFL. Mm-hmm. No reason he shouldn't be here next year. Uh, well, money, that's a reason. because Buccaneers get... are a top five cap space. I do not want to okay. hear that they cannot make something happen with Shaq Barrett. Well, Jason Light is our GM, and I don't have all the faith in the world in him, so we'll see what happens. But, yeah, Shaq needs to be back, but then how many people can you bring back? I mean, you... Maybe you can bring back JPP and Carl Nassib. I, I, legitimately, they're going to have around $90 million cap. Okay. I think they've got enough money to make this happen. Let's say realistically they want to set it up where – they go after a secondary veteran uh-huh. in free agency. Because we're not going to be able to bring Sue back. We're not going to be able no. to. No, Sue's not coming back. And I really like him on the team. I know he takes plays off, but, man, he is just he's such a force. And the guy has already scored two touchdowns. Right. I mean, you put him in. They talked about this in the preseason. Him and, and, and Vita in the middle is going to be tough to run on. They said that before the, the season started. And look who's got uh, you know the second-best run defense in the league. It's just disgusting. So Absolutely, man. If you don't have Sue there, you need to get a 300-pound guy that's a maniac and draft him, I guess. I don't know. Never know. Uh, but, yeah, so let's go over. You already gave your uh, your defensive MVP. We'll go around uh, and get Will in here on here, this, too, because Will's a big Bucks fan, and he watches the games. Um, let's get an offensive MVP because offense really didn't do that much. It was kind of a weird day. Yeah, um, kind of bringing up Jameis Winston really quick. An uncharacteristic day for him. Twenty-one for thirty-three, two hundred and sixty-eight yards, no interceptions. Didn't throw a single touchdown either, though. But I thought he was deadly accurate on so many passes, and that's the thing that people will not give him credit for. This guy throws dimes left and right. He did it last week against Atlanta. He did it this week. No, he didn't throw. He didn't throw any touchdowns, but he set him up for two Peyton Barber touchdowns. Yep. It doesn't always have to be the quarterback winning the game. It's nice to see the run game actually do some stuff. When you've got the run game that can kind of get going, didn't get going as much as I would have wanted to, but you've got a defense that can play all four quarters. You know, Jameis doesn't have to throw two touchdowns a game. No interceptions. I'm cool with that. No touchdowns. It is what it is. But, yeah, he was very accurate, very productive first half as well. 212 yards headed into halftime. Is that your offensive player of the game? No. It's a guy who we have publicly trashed on this show before. Uh-huh. Uh, number 19, Rashad Perryman. Actually showed up and made some plays. Five receptions and 87 yards for him. Yeah, I wish he would catch a, a long pass and run it all the way into the end zone. Seems like every time he catches a long pass, he's right on the sideline and steps out of bounds. There's that one where he like fell over and yeah. just onto the ground. It's weird. It's like he doesn't know how to run after he catches the pass, and he's so fast. It'd be nice to see that. But, yeah, I think he was tied with O.J. Howard for the most – like uh, they had, I think they both had 87 yards, if I'm not mistaken. I think O.J. had like 61. Oh, was it? Or no, they both had five catches. I don't know. They were something tied. like that. They were tied with something. O.J. did pretty – Pretty well yesterday. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't volleyball the ball to the other team, which is nice. No, good for his confidence. I I like to see him get more involved, and hopefully he can get a little bit more into the offensive game plan these past you know, few weeks. The last two weeks reminds me of like you know when like a uh, a boxer is kind of in a rut and they need to like get ready for a big fight, so they fight a couple bums to get ready for him. Right. It's like our defense needed a couple bum teams to play and to get their confidence up, and so did our offense. So it's like, all right, OJ, Jacksonville's defense sucks. So we're going to put you out there. We're going to give you five targets, see what you do with it. And now, okay, you're pretty good. We'll put you up against the Texans, too. We'll see what happens. So yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, my offensive player of uh, of the of the game is a guy named Ryan Jensen. Okay. Uh, I'm giving him offensive player of the game because he was pancaking bitches once again. I don't think the offensive line as individuals get enough credit. We'll give the whole offensive line credit. But go back and watch the tape on Ryan Jensen. This guy's had a season, and he was just molesting anybody in front of him. It was brutal. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Anna. That's why you watch these games. Um, but the O-line looked, looked really, really good a lot a lot more often than they didn't. Uh, that 12-yard Peyton Barber touchdown, nobody touched him. Oh, yeah. He that ran, was a thing of beauty. Yeah, he ran through a seven-yard gap and just – it looked like he was expecting to get hit because he kind of – Almost slowed down midway through it, but he was like, "Boom!" It was like twelve yards in a flash, of, in a flash, uh, and the, that's all hundred percent offensive line. But Ryan Jensen's my my guy. He's an he's an animal. Will, who's your offensive player of the game, dude? Chris Godwin. Yeah. I love Chris Godwin. The yards after the catch yesterday, he makes mm-hmm. incredible. Ca- he throws, he catches everything. He doesn't. Yeah. He, it doesn't matter. Way. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. And then he's getting. You know, he looks like a running back out there. He's making moves. He's picking up extra extra yards after the catch. The guy's incredible. And that, that's. He look, he looked a little hurt yesterday too. Like yeah, it seemed like up. it seemed like a couple times he got up and he was he was wincing a little bit. Right. And I was worried. I was like, oh man, is he okay? This guy's a, he's an animal. Like he is an absolute warrior. He, he got up and he would he would make a, a play right after he was like limping around. No, and you had brought up the uh, the yards after catch. Well, that's something this team has struggled with for a couple of seasons now. Is really you know getting a receiver who's open and has the room to run 20, 30 yards downfield. But he but, makes the room. I mean, oh yeah, even if he, he doesn't, he's moving around. Yeah, I he's gonna he's quick. He's gonna fight for every yard. But yeah, he's he's just really fast, and uh, he's had quite a few of those opportunities. He's doing a hell of a job this year. Yeah, and he's he's an example of why I don't care where we draft. Everybody's like, oh, we need to tank. And we got him in the third round. You right. know what I mean? So it's like if you can evaluate talent, you could grab absolutely animals. Like the the best running back this year uh, for really where he was drafted is Dalvin Cook, and he was uh, either late – I think he was middle, second round. We we could have had him. Like yeah. We could have easily had him. Oh, yeah. Um, we could have had him and OJ if we would have just traded up and got to him. Um, which is fine. I think I think that was where we, uh, yeah, I think that's where we got Justin Evans. Ugh. See how that worked out. He's so uncertain right now, and it's crazy too because this time last year he was a great player. I really liked the way he was developing as the free safety position, and um, I don't know how true this is, but I heard they weren't big fans of how he handles his injury this year. Mm. Ultimately, kept him out a little bit longer than he had hoped for. Yeah, I heard that. And right now he's just really uncertain with everything. But it it sucks because I, I hate to reevaluate that safety position. Um, we're fine. It, we are. I like Mike Edwards. I like Whitehead. I, I think we're fine. I, I I don't care if Justin Edwards ever comes back. I really don't. Ooh. I don't. I, I don't. like the guy. I like the guy. I don't. I don't dislike him as a person. He's very nice. Uh, he seems every time I've heard him in an interview. But I'm really. It's kind of like with the Gerald McCoy thing. I, I don't mind just moving on from that era of, of suckery. You know what I mean? I'm no, sorry. I get it. Sorry, Justin Evans. You were part of that era of suckery. And I just like to I, I want to just continue on with this young this young group we got in the in the backfield and and even the young the defensive line is gonna end up getting younger. We're gonna draft another uh outside linebacker, another pass rusher. Yeah. And we have Shaq Barrett, uh, you know, you got you got uh, Vita there and all I, I just I'm I, I it's like a, it's almost like cleaning house naturally. Like you're not firing people, but 
<sighs> now the secondary is so weakness. So wouldn't you want them to see that guy out of this cap room next mm-hmm. year? Go get somebody. I like just I said I said that earlier. A yeah. veteran. I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, a guy that maybe five six years in the league that we can get for you know not an outrageous amount of money. You know, a guy eight nine million dollar one year deal come in here kind of mentor these young guys and, and, and really strengthen the depth. I and, would love that. And that's the thing, too. It's like you don't need to shoot for a superstar in that position to get a veteran back there. You just need someone who knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, give me a Chris Harris, dude. Give me uh, Byron Jones from Dallas, right? They just said he's going to be a free agent at the mm-hmm. end of the season. Yeah, Chris Harris might be a little little old. I, I want somebody a little bit, little bit younger. I get you, but I still think it's that mentality of just having the veteran presence back there. So yeah. kind of like you said, Chris Harris is getting up there, but I'd take him all day. Yeah, uh, somebody in that, somewhere in that vicinity. Uh, but that's that's way, way down the line. All right, let's uh, let's do our predictions for the Colts game coming up. Uh, the Colts are, they're coming here, right? Yes, they are. Oh, man. It's going to be a color rush game, too. Oh, is it? Breaking out the ketchup. Look, I, I was scared of the Colts a month ago, but they've lost three or four games, and they look very, very average at best. Well, the Titans just manhandled them on Sunday. Bent them over the knee. Okay. Uh, I'm glad you said the knee. I thought you were going somewhere else. Um, Which I don't care. I think we're going to kill the Colts. Oh. That's bold. I'm going to give my prediction first. and Normally, I do it last. I predicted the Bucks are going to kill the Jaguars. As a matter of fact, I predicted 44-24. to 24. Ended up being a, a little less scoring than I thought, but it was still almost the same gap. We won by 17. Yes, you did. I predicted a win by 20. I think I think the Bucks are, are going to play this rush. I think they're going to get after Jacoby Brissett, and he is he's shown to be bad under pressure. And uh, I think we knock him out of the game, actually, first half. He's been dinged up. Marlon Mack, I don't know if he is. Is he playing again? No, I don't think he is. So I'm not scared of the running backs. We, we're the best against the run. I worry about that offensive line. You've got Quentin Nelson, the best offensive lineman in the NFL. Well, right he's now. got to face Vita Vea. That's going to be a title fight. Yeah, it is. That I'm looking forward to watching. It's going to be like one of the old Godzilla movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Rampage video game. Um, <laughs> I think I think the Bucks win this game. I think they win the game uh, 20, 24 to 10. Wow. Bucks okay. over the Colts. All right. Uh, Will? I think the Bucks are going to win this game, and I think they're going to win it by a score of 28 to 17. Okay. It's about the same. Rhett from the Cannon Fire podcast. You might have to shut the music off for this one. I think the Bucks are going to lose this game. You son of a bitch! I know. I know. I, I still think this is a team that can put together an 8-8 eight eight finish. Okay. But I think if I have to pick a game that they're going to lose between this and Houston, it's going to be this one. And why? Um, I don't know, man. Playing at home after the two-week road stretch, it just something feels weird good about two it. two-week stretch, though. Yeah. I mean, it seems like, mm. you know, two, three weeks, you put mm. together something. Mm. I, I not think trying so. to question your pick. I'm just No, saying. I think they're going to come into it and be competitive. Let me say that as well. They're not going to get blown out. It's not going to be embarrassing. But I think it's going to come down to the wire. I think the Bucks lose this one 31-28 to on a last-second field goal. Mm. Ow. Yeah. Mm. It, it, they have Vinatieri, right? Yeah. Yes. Isn't he missing everything? He misses the important ones. No, he sucks now. <laughs> like, he is a, a horrible old man that just eats pudding and misses kicks. Like, he missed, like, three in the first half. His iron leg rusted up over the offseason. <laughs> what on? The guy eats pudding. <laughs> 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 you see her face, she was like, oh, oh. 
We're fired. <laughs> What's his diet? Oh, man. You can dub in the real word on a podcast. It's fine. Awesome. So I'm sure you guys want to know my prediction. Yeah, we do, Anna. Can I get the music back? Sure. Why not? Really lighten the mood up. Yeah. Well, I, didn't, I didn't mean to kill it. No, you did. You just ruined it. With Josh Freeman in the I think the Bucks it's are an old song. Lose it's an old song. <laughs> you think what? I think the Bucks are going to lose too. You suck. Why? Yeah, give me because a reason. Why'd you want the music for this? My bones. Um. So here's the final score against the Indianapolis Colts, right? Correct. Nice. I knew it. Um, <laughs> the Colts are going to win, and the score will be. It's going to be a, a 32. 18. Okay. So not an ass smash. (laughs) I don't think you can say that. (laughs) Christ. Who... Who is your wow. MVP? Yeah, who, who's going to be the MVP for the for the Colts? Uh, uh, Darrell Terrell. Darrell Terrell. Yeah, he's a number one draft pick. You mean Terrell Darrell? No. Oh, Darrell Terrell. Oh, okay. Does he play both sides of the ball like Terrell yeah. Owens and Darrell Revis? Yeah. Darrell Terrell. He's ambidextrous. Yep. That yep. means he can uh, he can play in water or land. Yeah, but he's not yes. amphibious. I know. I was, I was, that's a Yogi Berra reference. Anyway, uh, okay. Uh, Will, do you have a real player that you think is going to be the MVP for the Bucks? I, I'm going with Chris Godwin again. I think he's going to have a great game. He's been on fire. I think he keeps it up this week. And uh, Trader, who do you think is going to be the MVP for the Colts? I'm going. Oh, 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 I'm going with big number three, our quarterback that I still believe in. How's James he going to be the MVP if he loses? Uh, got me there. Weird. I, I still think Jameis has a good game, though. I think this week he's really going to have that performance we've been waiting for. See, I think three that, or four touchdowns. To the game. I think if we lose, it's because we get bad Jameis. That's the only I, way I think, we lose. I just said I think it's going to be a competitive game. I, I think it'll be back and forth. It'll come down to the wire. I think this is a Bucks team that's going to show up with an exciting product on the field. I just mm. The way things have gone, man, mm. I feel like this isn't going to go our way. All right, my MVP, uh, it's going to be a bounce-back game. A guy that got benched because he missed the block. Ronald Jones is going to come back with a lot of fire, and he is going to blow up. Look for about two or maybe three touchdowns from Ronald Jones. Look for about four screen plays to Ronald Jones because the Colts are going to be pinning their ears back and coming after Jameis. So uh, they're a blitzing type of team, and – Watch uh, watch the screenplay come into effect. And Godwin, he'll be a big part of the screens, and maybe even Perriman. Let's hope if we get four screenplays to Ronald Jones, we don't get 13 more to Dare Ogunbowale. Yeah, why does that guy keep playing football? I don't understand. No offense, Dare. I mean, you seem like an okay guy. Yeah, he's fine. He, he's an NFL player. He's better than us, but <sighs> I don't get it. Don't he's understand. just put in so many situations, especially on the screen pass, where if Ronald Jones caught the football where he was, He's gone for a touchdown. Bye. Nine times out of ten. And I say that out loud watching the game. I go, oh, it, if it was Rojo, but it's not. Okay. Uh, well, we'll see what happens. Um, uh, tell everybody where they can find the uh, Cannon Fire podcast and, and why and how they should be listening. Yes, sir. So if you are a big Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan and you like things from a fan's perspective, I presume that's why you listen to the Bucks break, also check out CFP. You can watch with video on YouTube and listen anywhere you download a podcast. And then uh, social media everywhere is Cannon Fire podcast. Yeah, and uh, the YouTube is uh, it's a real nice way to, to listen to the podcast. Nice uh, split screen. And, uh, and it's really, really, it, it, that's how I like to watch it. So it's really, nice, really man. good. I, yeah. I think it, it really is the uh, the creme de la creme of uh, 
Hmm? The CFP experience. Weird. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so we'll take a break. and we come back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're about to have a Christmas croon off. You don't want to miss it. It's the Johnny B Show on 102.5 The Bone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.